This is the Wikipedia page for The Woozle Effect. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I am Victor Vernado, KSN. And I am Rachel Teichman, LMSW, reminding you to smash that subscribe button. Just punch it to death, that subscribe button. Slap. The Woozle Effect is really interesting. Let's just get to it, everybody. I don't even want to spoil what it is about. Okay, hashtag no spoilers. Woozle Effect. The Woozle Effect, also known as evidence by citation, or a woozle, is when a weak or unsupported study or claim is widely cited, giving it an unearned patina of respectability and common wisdom. Frequent citation of such publications lacking evidence can mislead individuals, groups, and the public. The result can become urban myths and factoids. The woozle effect is not limited to the public. It affects scholars in academia, too, especially when replication studies are not performed and no one notices that a key claim was never well supported in its original publication. Yet new research is built off its assumptions. The woozle effect is somewhat similar to circular reporting in journalism, where someone makes a wild claim. A journalist unthinkingly accepts it and republishes it, not realizing its dubious origins, and other journalists and the public continue to repeat and duplicate the unsupported claim. Yep, it's uh, a lot like how news uh, travels that is unsubstantiated. That's, yeah. This is all about the internet. <laughs> this is what the woozle effect is. This is it's, just the straight up internet. It's like how in elementary school they used to teach us that your tongue tastes different flavors on different parts of the tongue. How How is it like that? Well, because the they keep teaching it, even though it's not based in any solid evidence. Oh. It's just accepted as fact. I didn't even know that. Yep. But it's it's not correct? It is not correct. Like, it is true that different regions of the tongue may have slightly more inclination to taste certain flavors, but overall, that's absolutely not true. What do you mean? But overall, that's absolutely. You just said it was partially true, and then you're like, overall, it's it's absolutely not true. Overall, it's like not true. It's like not a thing. Oh my gosh! I don't know. I, I, you know what? (laughs) Everybody who's listening to Rachel right now, be careful of the woozle effect because she might be doing it to you now. Origin and definition. A woozle is an imaginary character in the A.A. Milne book, Winnie the Pooh, published in 1926. In Chapter 3, in which Pooh and Piglet go hunting and nearly catch a woozle, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet start following tracks left in snow, believing they are the tracks of an imaginary animal called a woozle. The tracks keep multiplying until Christopher Robin explains to them that they have been following their own tracks in circles around a spinny. Prior to the introduction of the specific term woozle effect, the underlying research phenomenon and connection to the woozle dates back over 60 years. Bevan, 1953, writing about scientific methodology and research errors in the field of psychology, uses the term scientific woozle hunters. Woolwill, 1963, refers to a hunt for the woozle in social science research. And Stevens, 1971, cautions readers about woozles in the study of a misquoted letter. The term woozle effect was coined by Beverly D. Houghton in 1979 during a panel discussion in order to critique the burgeoning belief in a myth archetype of the batterer emerging 
from the then virtually non-existent literature and the popular press. That's a quote and a really ridiculous sentence that somebody said out loud. Weird. More recently, she described the effect as reification by accretion. Other researchers have attributed the term to Gels. And Gels and Murray A. Strauss, 1988, Gels and Strauss argue that the Woozle effect describes a pattern of bias seen within social sciences and which is identified as leading to multiple errors in individual and public perception, academia, policy, making, and government. A woozle is also a claim made about research that is not supported by original findings. According to Donald G. Dutton, a woozle effect or a woozle occurs when frequent citation of previous publications that lack evidence misleads individuals, groups, and the public into thinking or believing there is evidence and non-facts become urban myths and factoids. The creation of woozles is often linked to the changing of language from qualified it may, it might, it could, to absolute form. It is firming up language and introducing ideas and views not held by an original author or supported by evidence. That's interesting that it comes down to that linguistically, that it goes from sound science of it's possible to black and white thinking of definite. Well, yeah, I mean, it was just like when you were saying some parts of the tongue may have more... Uh, response to certain flavors, but you're like, but that is absolutely not true. Like that's the terminology, like you used. You, yeah, you switched to <laughs> I did. terminology, which is like, whoa, oh, wait a second, you woozle. Yeah, so there's a lot of social science going on in this very recording. <laughs> Indeed. Dutton sees the woozle effect as an example of confirmation bias and links it to belief perseverance and groupthink. Because in the social sciences, empirical evidence may be based on experimental reports rather than objective measurements, there may be a tendency for researchers to align evidence with expectation. According to Dutton, it is also possible that the social sciences may be likely to align with contemporary views and ideals of social justice, leading to bias in favor of those ideals. Gambrill, 2012, links the woozle effect to the processes that create pseudoscience, Gambrill and Raymond, 2011, also link it with more deliberate propaganda techniques. They also identify introductory phrases like, Everyone knows. It is clear that. It is obvious that. It is generally agreed that. As alarm bells that what follows might be a woozle line of reasoning. I feel like this is how Trump talks. <laughs> like, everyone knows that that's like his part of his shtick. Examples. In 1980, Gels illustrated the woozle effect showing how work by Gels 1974, based on a small sample and published in The Violent Home by Strauss, who had written the foreword for Gels' book, was presented as if it applied to a large sample. Both of these were then cited by Langley and Levy in their 1977 book, Wife Beating, The Silent Crisis. In the 1998 book, intimate violence, Gels and Strauss use the Winnie the Pooh woozle to illustrate how poor practice in research and self-referential research causes older research to be taken as fresh evidence, causing error and bias. One notable example of the effect can be seen in citations of addiction rare in patients treated with narcotics, 
a letter to the editor by Jane Porter and Herschel Jick, published by the New England Journal of Medicine in 1980. The letter, which was five sentences long and unlikely to have been peer-reviewed according to a NEJM spokesperson, reported findings from analysis of medical records regarding the use of pain medication for hospital patients and concluded that, despite widespread use of narcotic drugs in hospitals, the development of addiction is rare in medical patients with no history of addiction. However, although the study only concerned use of narcotics in hospital settings, over time it was increasingly incorrectly cited to support claims that addiction to painkillers was similarly uncommon among patients prescribed narcotics at home. The authors of a 2017 letter published in the NEJM concerning the original 1980 letter found 608 citations of Porter and Jick with a sizable increase after the release of OxyContin in 1995. Purdue Pharma, the manufacturers of OxyContin, cited the Porter and Jick study, as well as others, to argue that it carried a low risk of addiction. In 2007, Purdue and three of the company's senior executives pleaded guilty to federal criminal charges that they had misled regulators, physicians, and patients about the addiction risk associated with taking OxyContin. The 1980 study was also misrepresented in both academic and non-academic publications. It was described as an extensive study by Scientific American, whilst Time said that it was a landmark study showing that exaggerated fear that patients would become addicted to opiates was basically unwarranted, and an article in the journal Seminars in Oncology claimed that the Porter and Jick studies examined cancer patients when the letter made no mention of what illnesses the patients were suffering from. The authors of the 2017 NEJM letter suggested that the inappropriate citations of the 1980 study played a role in the North American opioid epidemic by underrepresenting the risk of addiction. The page for the Porter and Jick letter on the journal's website now includes a note informing the reader that it has been heavily and uncritically cited as evidence that addiction is rare with opioid therapy. A possible example among scholars is the Dorian invasion around 1200 to 1000 BCE, a hypothesized mass invasion of Greece to explain the subsequent Greek Dark Ages, part of the late Bronze Age collapse. While historians agree that something bad happened in Greece, archaeological evidence of a mass migration being at fault has proven nearly non-existent. This has not stopped extensive theorizing about the alleged Dorians, their invasion, its effect, and so on. In a study conducted by the Vera Institute of Justice, Wiener and Halla, 2008, Yep, Wiener. Reported some of the research-related difficulties associated with measuring human trafficking. They described and mapped the unfolding of the Woozle effect in connection with prevalence estimates of human trafficking. Searching the relevant literature between 1990 and 2006, Wiener and Halla found 114 prevalences estimates in 45 publications. Only one of the publications cited original research and several prevalence estimates appeared unsourced. The authors concluded that the sources they reviewed lacked citations, adequate operational definition, and discussion of methodology. Stransky and Figlor, 2008-2012, criticized the general methodology involved in human trafficking research. 
They cite the woozle effect and post a prominent warning on the first page of their report, cautioning against citing any specific estimates they present, as the close inspection of the figures reveals that none are based on a strong scientific foundation. Gambrel and Ryman, 2011, analyzed scientific papers and mass market communications about social anxiety and conclude that many of them engage in disease mongering by presenting the disease model of social anxiety as an incontrovertible fact by resorting to unchallenged repetition techniques and by leaving out of the discourse any competing theories. Gambrel and Ryman further note that even after educating their subjects about the telltale signs of such techniques, many of them still failed to pick up the signs in a practical test. James J. Kimball gives as an example the 1994-2015 historiography of the 1943 American We Can Do It wartime poster. After Michigan resident Geraldine Hoff Doyle said in 1994 that she was the real-life model for the poster, many sources repeated her assertion without checking the two foundational assumptions that Doyle was the young factory worker pictured in a 1942 wartime photograph and that the photograph had inspired commercial artist J. Howard Miller to create the poster. Though some media representations described the connection as unconfirmed, many more enthusiastically endorsed it. The weight of these multiple endorsements gave Doyle's story a convincing authority, despite the lack of authority in establishing the connection. In 2015, Kimball found the original photographic print of the factory worker, its caption identifying the young woman as Naomi Parker, working in California in March 1942, when Doyle was still in high school. Oof. Whoa. The funny thing is, like, if you hover over Geraldine Hoff Doyle, mm-hmm. what she's known for is lying about it. <laughs> That's her legacy. I've definitely been shown footage, like, in school of a documentary they made about her and her claim that she was the person in the poster. Like, they were presenting it as truth. And can I say that the picture of Naomi Finn Parker Fraley? Mm -hmm. the woman who is actually the inspiration, she looks like that character older now because she looks like a spitfire. If you look at the, just look at the image of her. Yeah, she looks like she's ready to rock. All right, there you have it, everybody. The Woozle Effect. This has been the Wikipedia page for Woozle Effect. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media at Wikilisten, except for Twitter which is at wiki underscore listen. Don't forget to subscribe. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, please let us know.